Um, not everybody is aware, but uh, indoor grown cannabis is, is actually very detrimental to the environment. It has a very high carbon output, um, very high electrical consumption uh, due to having to power lights and HVAC. So um, we uh, source from green growers that grow outdoors or in greenhouses um, using earth-friendly practices, uh, primarily things like living soil. So rather than buying soil, they, they have their own soil that they tend to and feed. Uh, and, and it has a, 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 a mic microorganic life in it that um, feeds the plants rather than just feeding the plants fertilizers, commercial fertilizers, that kind of thing. So okay. it, it's, uh, it's to a beyond organic standard is what we see. Um, so we, we vet them for environmental impact. We vet them for their economic impact. We seek partners that uh, pay, you know, higher than minimum wages, you know, higher than standard in their areas. Uh, ideally, a living wage uh, like we like like our brand seeks to to pay. Hey y'all, welcome back to Gramps Place, where my guests and I discuss all things of public interest and anything else that might need a little changing in the good old USA. From ending the drug war and freeing those wrongfully imprisoned for crimes that have no victim, to making government more like what our forefathers intended of we the people again. I talk with doctors, scientists, politicians, and more, so you can make your own decisions on important issues in the USA. My guest in this episode is Chris Becker. Chris is a sales and business development portion of an upcoming new cannabis company called the Honey Bee Collective in Colorado. Chris has sold cannabis products and services in multiple states for operators such as Caviar, Juana, Curio, and Think20 Labs. Chris prides himself on bringing professionalism to cannabis sales. He leads the collective sales efforts with his natural ability to connect with purchasing managers and bud tenders alike, enabling the Honey Bee Collective to both open new accounts and drive sell-through in current accounts. Let's meet Chris and hear the Honey Bee Collective story. Hello, Chris, and thank you for joining me here on Gramps Place. Hey, Gramps, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Please introduce yourself and tell us a little about your background. Yes, yeah, so I'm Chris Becker. I am a co-founder at the Honeybee Collective. We are an employee-owned, community-driven, sustainable cannabis brand. Uh, we're launching this February in Colorado. Uh, my background is uh, I, I was in the addiction services industry for a number of years uh, before uh, getting kind of burnt out. Uh, uh, it's a high stress industry and uh, lost a lot of clients and it was uh, time to see, find, find a new career. And um, I'd always been interested in cannabis and Gramps, I appreciate you sharing your story with me. Um, I, I had a, a research journey from a young age. I was exposed to uh, the benefits of cannabis and uh, research isn't necessar wasn't necessarily permitted for somebody my age at that time. So I was uh, researching in secret. And um, at one point I, I heard that uh, hemp in food could be beneficial. And I cut up some twine and baked it into a bunch of brownies thinking that that was going to <laughs> <laughs> that was going to help me in some way. Um, 
tried to give them to my dad because he had multiple sclerosis and I, I was kind of researching uh, solutions for him. Um, that didn't go over so well. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but you're uh, trying but, anyway, right? <laughs> trying anyway. So um, anyway, long story short, I, I my background is uh, in the addiction industry, but I've had a long, uh, long had a passion for cannabis. I think it has a lot of medical potential uh, on top of being just a, a great, enjoyable uh, product, in my opinion. Um, so um, got into uh, COVID. Uh, I, I was unemployed. Uh, I had been working in the cannabis industry, but the company I was working for uh, went out of business and uh, was was looking for uh, something to do related to cannabis. And, and I reached out to a bunch of my really talented friends and said, hey, I think this is a great opportunity for us to potentially start a brand and a company that can stand for something, something a company that uh, we will all enjoy going to work for every day uh, with a culture that people will admire and will uh, aspire to work for um, and a brand that can reach consumers in a way that other brands currently don't because I'm a cannabis consumer and I was a professional in the industry and uh, saw what other brands were doing and it was primarily related driven by um, CEO preference or uh, not a lot of consumer preference or uh, research in my, that, that I was seeing. So. Um, and I proposed that we would be a, uh, a charitable or philanthropic company and use some of our profits to, to do some good in the world and um, got, got together a group of people and, and started the Honeybee Collective. Okay. So uh, one of the things you're doing is you're trying to address wealth inequality, which is a difficult subject to approach for a multitude of reasons. Uh, tell our listeners how your business model works and how you plan to address wealth inequality. Yeah, thanks for asking. So the Honeybee Collective is an employee-owned cannabis company. We think that employee ownership is the most equitable form of ownership, um, and it, it, it motivates employees uh, to, to act like owners in the business because they are. Um, number two, um, 10% of our profits are, are earmarked to be committed to the Honeybee Fund, and that fund is a community-advised fund. So we will be speaking directly with um, our consumers, our distribution partners, people that live in the communities where we operate, and asking what we ought to do with these uh, funds from our, from our profits. Okay. And um, so, so we're reinvesting in the communities where we operate. Um, and then number three is uh, all of our employees are guaranteed a living wage. So uh, we reference uh, MIT has a living wage calculator for every every major city in the country. And we reference that and all of our employees are guaranteed a living wage. And being a Denver-based company, that currently for us is about $55,000 a year minimum wage. Okay. So uh, you say you're, you're going to launch in February, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. So, uh, you're, you're doing basically fundraising at the moment, right? Uh, we are. Yes. So, um, okay. we launched in February with, uh, cannabis products available in dispensaries and for home delivery in the Denver area. Um, and we'll also have hemp products on our website available, uh, to ship to your door nationwide. Um, but currently we are raising money 
to support that launch. Uh, we're being that we're an employee-owned company and that our mission is to uh, create solutions for wealth inequality, we're, we decided that crowdfunding would be the best way to uh, start our business. Uh, rather than reaching out to traditional venture capitalists um, and, and seeking funding through traditional sources, we thought we would uh, give an opportunity to regular folks to invest in the cannabis industry. Uh, oftentimes these kind of investment opportunities are reserved exclusively for accredited investors, which means wealthy folks, people that make over $250,000 a year and have uh, over a million dollars in net worth. Um, so we wanted to provide an opportunity for regular folks to get involved and uh, crowdfunding is, is a really exciting way to do that in our opinion. Um, so we, we, that campaign, um, recently broke some records and we, and, and recently relaunched as well. Cool. It's always nice to break records when you're talking about fundraising. Uh, it's also important for your company, uh, to, to remain earth friendly. So this means you'll only do business with producers that have the same ethics. Is that where, where you're going with that or? So we seek uh, grow and, and manufacturing partners that have similar ethics to ours. We vet them uh, for their environmental impact. We seek to provide okay. the market with cannabis that has a net positive environmental impact. Um, not everybody is aware, but uh, indoor grown cannabis is, is actually very detrimental to the environment. It has a very high carbon output, um, very high electrical consumption uh, due to having to power lights and HVAC. So um, we uh, source from green growers that grow outdoors or in greenhouses um, using earth-friendly practices, uh, primarily things like living soil. So rather than buying soil, they, they have their own soil that they tend to and feed. Uh, and, and it has a, 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 a microorganic life in it that um, feeds the plants rather than just feeding the plants fertilizers, commercial fertilizers, that kind of thing. So okay. it's uh, it's to a beyond organic standard is what we see. Um, so we, we vet them for environmental impact. We vet them for their economic impact. We seek partners that uh, pay, you know, higher than minimum wages, you know, higher than standard in their areas, uh, ideally a living wage, uh, like we like like our brand seeks to to pay okay okay so you're basically going to be uh, a dispensaries uh, distribution type service uh, so we will sell to dispensaries and we will okay. also uh, sell direct to uh, consumers uh, through delivery services as well okay okay so you're not actually going to have any storefront brick and mortar dispensaries you're going to but you're going to distribute to to those Co correct yeah we don't plan to have okay. any dispensaries at this time okay but but you're also going to have is it going to be delivery service that y'all are going to run or are you going to use existing services or how's that going to work uh, part of what we like about working with existing services is that uh, in the denver area those services are exclusively social equity partners so these are uh, folks that have uh, been impacted by the war on drugs uh, and things like that, that um, dis delivery licenses have been earmarked for folks that meet those criteria. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, we will not have our own delivery. We'll, we'll work with those partners in the community that already exist. Okay. Pardon this short break. 
for a word from our sponsors. Hey y'all. Are you enjoying the guests and subjects Gramps is bringing you each week? Did you know Gramps does this all on his own? No production team and no producers. Just Gramps. Please consider making a monthly contribution to help Gramps continue to do what he does in an effort to educate, agitate, and motivate millions to get involved. It is as easy as clicking on the link in the show description that says, support this podcast. It can be as little as 99 cents per month. As always, Gramps thanks you for listening and for your support. Welcome back to Gramps Place, the podcast where Gramps and his guests talk about all things of public interest. So uh, being being interested in wealth inequality and trying to balance that out to some degree, I would assume that your charitable side is is planning to cater also to individuals who want to get into the industry who've also been negatively negatively impacted by the the war on drugs, right? So I suspect that that will be a focus uh, of where our funds will go. We really want to be driven by our community and and what we do with those funds. So everything that we've done to build this company has been through uh, consumer research surveys. We've we've sent surveys to several thousand people that identified as daily cannabis consumers and asked them what they wanted to see in a brand uh, that was giving back to the community in some way and what sustainability meant to them and what kind of cannabis products they like to use and why they use them. Um, So we don't want to make the decision about what to do with that 10% of our profits in a vacuum without asking our community. So we've actually formed a consumer, a community advisory board uh, is what we're calling it. And we will ask people that buy from us, people that are uh, dispensary partners, people that just live in the areas where we operate to join that board and help us decide what to do with that money. Okay. All right. Good enough. You also promote home cultivation and the right to grow your own. Uh, Tell our listeners about a step-by-step guide to growing that that you've developed. Absolutely. So, yeah, the Honeybee Collective supports your right to grow cannabis at home. Uh, We believe that uh, any medical or recreational cannabis program ought to have home grow rights included in it. Um, and, And we have written a... It's a 26-page free step-by-step guide that you can download on our website, and you can learn there. You can find all the equipment that you need and a step-by-step tutorial on how to uh, start from seed or from clone and grow your own cannabis and and have a nice little yield that you can use for your own personal uh, consumption. Cool. That's pretty neat. Uh, So say that uh, I want to invest in your your company. what are the ways that I can do that? Number one. Uh, number two, how how is your investment program working? If, say someone wants to come in and invest. How does how does the whole process work? So we're crowdfunding through the Mainvest platform, mainvest.com, M-A-I-N-V-E-S-T.com, and you can search for the Honeybee Collective on there. 
you can also find it linked, the campaign page linked through our website. Our campaign is a uh, revenue sharing note. So you can invest with as little as $100 and you will receive a 1.75 times return on your investment over the five-year term uh, that, that we've laid out. Uh, okay. And that's out through revenue sharing. So as soon as we start making money, you make money. Okay. I was wondering how that was, how that, how that was all going to work. So tell our listeners where they can find you, uh, where they can find your fundraising campaign again. And, and, um, what other things you you're planning on doing in the community? Uh, so our, our crowdfunding campaign can be found on mainvest.com, or you can find it on our website as well at honeybeecollective.com. Other things we have planned for the community, we um, we have uh, a launch event coming up um, sometime in February. We don't have the exact date nailed down yet, but we will be doing uh, both an in-person and a virtual event to, uh, that um, people can come to. Um, and uh, let's see, what else do we have going on? Um, right now, we're, we're just really excited about the, the crowdfunding campaign. We, we, when we launched, we broke uh, the record for most money raised in 48 hours on the Mainvest camp, uh, platform. And uh, the campaign has just uh, really validated uh, this, this whole idea that, that people want to see a brand that gives back to the community that features uh, earth-friendly products and earth-friendly packaging. So we're just really happy about that. Sure. So uh, when you launch in February, have you already got like a list of dispensaries that you're going to have products in or, or are you that far along? Or? Uh, the list isn't uh, public yet. Uh, we do hope to be available through our friend at Better Days Delivery in Denver. Uh, we don't have that dispensary partner identified yet, but uh, they're, they're good friends of ours and uh, definitely look them up if, if you're uh, looking for your home delivery in the Denver area. Okay. But you do have already got places lined up and ready to go with both, both product lines as well as places where, where they'll be able to find your products, right? We do. So, yeah. So we have, we have great product lined up from some really nice growers uh, in Colorado here. They all use living soil uh, and have just beautiful lush cannabis. It's it's really really nice product. So are you going to have obviously you're going to have flour. Are you going to have other products besides flour? Yes. So we have five gram tins of flour. We went with five grams because we wanted to. It, our brand is for the daily cannabis consumer, and and most of us buy more than three and a half grams at a time. So if I can, if you can buy five grams at a time, you can reduce waste by about forty percent. So uh, we thought that was a win win. We also have pre-rolls, so we'll have a two-pack of pre-rolls that'll come in a home compostable tube. So rather than having a uh, piece of plastic that lives in the landfill forever, you can compost the tube or it will, it'll compost if you put it in the trash or, or community compost. And then uh, we'll also have a 10-pack of pre-rolls. It's half-gram pre-rolls, 10 of them in a tin. Uh, it's really nice. If you're, if you're a regular smoker, it's very convenient uh, to have on you. It's... Uh, Again, the brand is built for the daily cannabis consumer, and that's who we were thinking of when we created these products. Okay, no, no edibles, no concentrates or, or anything, or is it you just going to start out with flour and then move into 
those other categories later? We are actively seeking a concentrate and edible partner right now. Okay. Um, concentrate first because it's uh, it's it's a slightly bigger uh, I think category for for who 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 our brand is built for the daily cannabis consumer. Um, sure. And uh, and we also will be teaching uh, a uh, make your own edibles class. That that actually is one of our events that we have uh, lined up is a make your own edibles class. Um, we offer we offer hemp products that are available nationwide. So if folks want to make their own CBD oil at home, they can do that with that flower. Uh, and and we'll offer a step by step guide that we're developing for that as well. Okay, cool. Well, I'll be sure and. Uh keep all your links and everything in the show notes to your website and your, your, your crowdfunding campaign and all that good stuff. Uh, and I hope you, you keep in touch and let me know how things go in February. I'd love to hear. Uh, I, I will. Yeah. Do you ever get out to Colorado? Uh, I've been to Colorado once in my lifetime. I imagine I'll make it again one of these days, <laughs> but yeah, we went out, uh, wife and I were out there in 2018, uh, went through, uh, Denver and out through the mountains. Uh, I couldn't even tell you went through Vail and Steamboat Springs and all those different areas. You know, I've got nice. a friend lives out in, uh, Glenwood Springs. We stayed out that way for a couple nights actually. Cool. And, uh, but yeah, it's it's beautiful countryside. Of course, I wouldn't go this time of year. I don't do well with cold. <laughs> yeah, I had three feet of snow on my car the other day. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and to think, it wasn't that long ago y'all were complaining hadn't had any yet, right? Yeah. Yes, we were. We were complaining loudly. Yeah, and uh, Mother <laughs> Nature showed us what, what we get for that. <laughs> Well, like yeah. I say, I'll, I'll be sure to include your, all your links to your website and your, your, your funding campaign in the show notes. And I want to thank you again for joining me here on Grant's Place. Uh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I, I, I wish you great success with the podcast. Thank you for being a great advocate and getting the word out. Uh, I, I know you all got some work to do, to do down there in Texas, and uh, I, I hope you make some progress soon. So. Grant's Place where Gramps and his guests discuss all things of public interest and anything else that might need a little changing here in the good old USA. From ending the drug war and freeing those wrongfully imprisoned for crimes that have no victims, to making government more like what our forefathers intended of we the people again. Gramps talks with doctors, scientists, politicians, and more, so you can make your own decisions on important issues in the USA. Be sure to subscribe where you get your podcasts or visit GrampsPlace.net today. And as always, thank you for listening to Gramps Place. Gramps Place.